This is an RNZ podcast. The labour shortage battle moves to a courgette field. It really does. And look, this has been really well signalled that we were going to have labour shortage. We've been talking about this for months. In fact, the growers and the horticulture industry have signalled this was going to be a problem. That was Andrew Dickens on News Talk ZB on Monday, picking up on a story that was in the news last weekend and then spread like wildfire on social media too. Courgettes in the news for hitting almost $30 a kilo in the shops just weeks ago are now virtually valueless on one grower's 30-hectare block in Kerikeri because they couldn't be picked on time at harvest time, as Rowena Duncan from NZME's rural show The Country went on to explain. This grower in particular, Brett Heap, uh, normally he'd get 10 staff in from Thailand. They've been coming every year uh, as part of the recognised seasonal employer scheme that brings about 14,000 workers in from other countries. He can't get those workers in from Thailand. He says the government's saying, you know, get employing New Zealand workers. He says it's a fallacy. Mm. They just can't find the people. But in one sense, Brett Heap's unpicked courgette crop wasn't really news last Monday. It was just another episode and a long story about the food supply and supply and demand in the labour market that's been running for several years now. Brett Heap was an early user and long-standing supporter of the Recognised Seasonal Employee, or RSE, scheme, which since 2007 has brought increasing numbers of workers from offshore to New Zealand, indeed so many that the industry now depends upon them. In 2017, Brett Heap told the Northland Age newspaper that government rules wouldn't let him bring in more than nine workers from Thailand with the skills and stamina to pick his crops. He told the paper he was told he would have to take Pacific Islanders on the RSE scheme instead, but he wasn't keen on that, according to the Northland Age, citing a potential clash of cultures experienced by a neighbour. Now, Last year, Brett Heap was on TBNZ's One News saying this about the restrictions on seasonal foreign workers to pick crops. This cap is effectively a restraining mechanism, not just on us as individual growers, but the industry in its entirety. And that report back in August last year began with dire news about another crop. Kiwis could be paying more than double the price for strawberries this season as one of the country's biggest growers fears she'll be forced to close. Francie Perry says she's not been allocated the overseas pickers necessary as part of the controversial recognised seasonal employer scheme. Francie Perry is a founder of Perry's Berries in Witty, South Auckland and the country's biggest strawberry grower. And back then, her lobbying got a quick result. Immigration New Zealand has reviewed its decision and just reinstated Francie Perry's RSE status. Now, naturally, she's delighted. It means she has certainty for the next two seasons. She can build overseas workers' accommodation and she can employ those 1,200 Kiwis. But fast forward a year to 2020 and the COVID border closure has complicated that labour supply issue, as John Campbell told viewers of TVNZ's breakfast show a month ago. And as uh, all rugby fans are well aware, immigration accommodations have been made for the Australian rugby team, plus the English netball team and the West Indies and Pakistan cricket teams and the America's Cup teams. But for experienced seasonal fruit pickers, even from completely COVID-19-free Samoa, they haven't had a single case, our borders remain shut. And in a studio that day to tell them more, a familiar face. Morning, Francine. You've never been on live telly before, have you? You're going to be great. So it's just you and me. I've asked Wendy not to heckle because she's quite rude like that. So we're going to be good. 
Well, it was her first live on-screen interview, perhaps, but far from the first time talking about this problem in her industry on the air and pushing in the media for more foreign workers to pick her fruit. Indeed, John Campbell himself noted in that interview she'd been in another TVNZ News report not long before that, when the election campaign was heating up like this. Also raised in our debate, bringing in much-needed overseas workers to help our desperate fruit growers. Strawberries could be off the Christmas menu unless the government allows pickers into the country. That's the warning from the country's biggest producer. And as Francie Perry showed then, she was no novice when it came to delivering a soundbite. It's really simple. No overseas workers, no pickers, no work for anybody. But what Francie Berry described as a really simple problem is actually a pretty complicated issue overall. As John Campbell noted the following month, that report sparked a bit of a backlash over pay about the fine print in Perry's Berry's job ads, which prompted this from Kate Hawkesby on News Talk ZB. Your job ads placed on Seek said that most of the work available is paid by bonus piece rate, where you're required to produce enough to earn at least the current minimum wage to retain your position. Does that mean you need to pick a base amount to retain your position and to get minimum wage? Um, well, obviously, if we, we calculate every last person's productivity. If at the top end we're paying 36 an hour and the bottom end shows $2 an hour, then there are two issues in that. First of all, um, it's very difficult to, for us to supervise people who are picking at $2 an hour because obviously they're not doing very much. And second of all, we can't make it work from a financial perspective for us. Is that legal? Yeah, absolutely legal. But whether that's attractive enough to workers with other options is another matter. And Francie Berry went on to say not every Kiwi is cut out for the work anyway, unlike, she said, Samoans on the RSE scheme. If we have a base number of people coming from um, Apia who are very physically fit, who unlike us don't spend a lot of time, or myself, in front of a computer, then they can handle it. Those computers Kiwi sit in front of have a lot to answer for, it seems. And that part of the story has had a lot less media attention right across the industry. Two weeks later, at the end of last month, fears over another favourite summer fruit were hitting the headlines at TVNZ. There are calls to ease work visa restrictions and for more Kiwis to put up their hand to help. And this time the calls were from down south from cherry growers who were trying new ways of getting available workers in. And Mike Chapman, the chief executive of Horticulture New Zealand, outlined some of those on NZME's daily rural radio show, The Country. Then while you travel and um, enjoy yourself. Yeah, and I see they've got a subsidised camper van so you can go and harvest or pick cherries in central yeah, exactly. Otago. And then on your days off, you can cruise around in the most beautiful part of the country. Mike Chapman, hey, thanks very much for your time. Good luck getting some of those foreign workers in to harvest our crops this season. After that, the host of the country, Jamie Mackay, challenged tertiary students to put their hands up. You know, some of these migrant labourers that we're talking about effectively come here and they just work their backsides off because they're here for one reason and one reason only, and to that is money. to make money. And they want to work their family. every day they can, and they do get breaks in the traffic uh, due to weather. So take it up. Go and pick fruit for the summer. You can yeah. make good money if you get off your backside. But do you earn good money?
We've had a good text into 5009 around the uh, looking for people to pick fruit and things like that. Jamie, it's not that simple. I've just looked into a job picking fruit in the Bay of Plenty. Good money, but they can't provide accommodation for a one-bedroom cottage. It was $500 a week, 2700 up front on bond and admin costs. It was Cromwell-based cherry grower 45 South, which was also pressing the government in the media to act now on the foreign labour shortage, which created that campervan seasonal work combo. But the same day, last Monday, Stuff's agribusiness reporter based in Hawke's Bay, Bonnie Flores, reported that only six out of the 50 campervans have been booked so far. Later that same day, TVNZ's Seven Sharp kicked the issue along further like this. But a shortage of pickers is threatening growers' livelihoods and turning crops into compost. And for one farmer, his inability to source workers means he's going to pack in a lifetime of work. And no prizes for guessing which grower they were talking about and talking to. Brett Heap from Kirikiri, who has long demanded more freedom to bring in workers from Thailand to pick his courgettes. And then Seven Sharp's co-hosts themselves chimed in with their own opinions. It's going to be minimum wage, so pay them more. Yeah, it's hard work, but it's good work. It's good work. Nice outside, all that sort of stuff. Now, if Jeremy Wells was speaking from hard experience of picking fruit and veggies there, he didn't say. And that was really the problem with a lot of the coverage of this serious labour shortage issue. Grumpy growers, agribusiness executives, politicians and even TV and radio hosts have all had their say lately about the work, but we've heard almost nothing in the media from the people who actually do it. In late September, a 25-minute episode of RNZ and Newsroom's daily podcast, The Detail, came and went without speaking to anyone who actually does the work or even hires the people who do, in spite of the fact that Newsroom itself had revealed serious cases of exploitation of RSE orchard workers just the month before. Six weeks ago, in a piece headlined, Is Pay the Problem?, Stuff's farming reporter Bonnie Flores examined the books of a contractor supplying local and foreign labour to growers. She talked to an RSE worker from India and a veteran Kiwi worker on the scene who said the work is hard and the pay doesn't match it. And she also spoke to an orchard owner who set up her own business to avoid using the contractors who clipped the ticket on supplying foreign labour. And another exception in all this was on TVNZ1 News last weekend from reporter Kristen Hall. The chance to get outdoors is what attracted fruit picker Daniel to the industry, but the work is tough. You're picking anywhere from one to five tonnes a day. You're climbing a ladder constantly. It's back-breaking work. He doesn't want to be identified for fear of losing work. He's a veteran picker with experience both here and more recently in Australia. Money hasn't gone up in any significant way for 20 years. And in that report, Kristen Hall also spoke to a first union representative who told her this. We're working with a very large horticulture employer at the moment. We're hoping to reach an agreement around what the rates of pay and other conditions of work should be. Now that sounds like the sort of solution we need to hear more about in the media, alongside the calls to import more pickers now through managed isolation and quarantine exemptions. Now this labour shortage story is not going away. Last Wednesday, for example, it took up the entire front page of the Southland Times under the headline, Berry Blues as Harvest Nears. Once again, a concerned grower was the focus of the story. But when Blueberry Country Southland General Manager Simon Barden spoke to the paper, he was actually fairly upbeat. We are certainly feeling positive about the fact that we are getting responses and inquiries from uh, from Kiwis looking for work who perhaps have historically sort of thought, oh yeah, that's the foreign workers, they don't, you know, there might not be opportunities for them. And we're welcoming it. So 
we're, we're comfortable. And the same day on News Talk ZB, Rowena Duncombe from the Country Programme had more good rural employment news out of Southland. Yeah, so we've heard a lot recently about contracting firms who are struggling to get uh, skilled overseas workers in, but there are a couple down in Southland who said they've actually managed to train up a whole heap of Kiwis, uh, get them so they can actually kind of pull their weight now and uh, they've managed to get some people from other industries and stuff so it's nice to hear some of those success stories as well. And 24 hours later Rowena Duncan was back with news that showed it is possible for horticulture to plan for a future that does involve planning for the labour force. Really good news on the job front. So Bay of Plenty post-harvest kiwifruit facility, they're going to hire hundreds of workers next year because what they've done is invest tens of millions of dollars, which is a massive investment, especially under these COVID times, into a major expansion on a six-and-a-half hectare site at the Tauranga Business Estate. Uh, so, you know, good accommodation around there. We know that's one of the real challenges in the horticulture industry, not only the workers, but where to put them. So, you know, I think this is a really exciting development. The Mount Pack and Cool Company's plans for the largest individual post-harvest site in New Zealand involves jobs for 500 seasonal workers in addition to the permanent staff from next year. And the kiwi fruit industry has boosted accommodation places for seasonal workers since 2018 and now has a five-year plan to double them. The story of the moment is a serious labour shortage and what it might mean for growers, consumers and workers, foreign and domestic, and what can be done about it right now. But the story of how we got here is a big part of that too. How a $9 billion plus industry whose exports have gone up this year under COVID-19 conditions has now ended up dependent upon almost 15,000 foreigners working for low wages. 